0: hi i'm matt i'm rachel and welcome to the tim's Take, episode 62
1: back from our week off
0: well welcome back to you rachel because i actually was alone you did great you listened to it yeah oh i didn't know that
1: don't think though you can go this alone you need me
0: (laughs) well i'm glad i can't go it alone and i'm glad that you're back
1: me too it was a great week. We had my parents in town, so lots of grandparent time. I feel like Oliver is at a great age where he just loves to play and it's very easy to play with him. And so it was fun to see my parents get to enjoy that side of him and they were like newer people, so I could tell like he was just like totally jazzed. Like he was so excited to play with them and then he'd sleep for like three hours. <laughs> he and he then was wearing then- out. Yeah, which was amazing. And then I mean he still he loved having them be here, but it was like toward the end of the week it was like, "Oh, okay, you're now people I can test boundaries with." Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he started to be like, "Okay, you're not just like this new and fun thing. It's like, "Oh, if you're going to be around here a while, like I'm going to start to push back." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and work out the ways I can take advantage uh-huh. of oh, you. Yeah. Okay, so mom and dad say no, but maybe I'll turn to Papa and Graham.
1: Yeah, it was funny to watch that kind of calculus, but it was a pure delight to see him like love them so much and see them love on him. It was great. Yeah.
0: Do you want to introduce what we're doing today, kind of our resource that we're building off of?
1: Sure. So I think we've mentioned... On this podcast, before another podcast that Matt and I both enjoy listening to called The Popcast
0: with Knox and Jamie.
1: With Knox and Jamie. And they primarily talk about pop culture things. But on this past week, they did a segment in which they were talking about basically parenting pet peeves, is what you've decided. Was kind of a summary of what they, they called them,
0: I mean on their podcast they do the nose Of blank So they do like the nose of fall And it's all the things that annoy them about fall That's kind of their little motif And so in this they did the nose of parenting And One of the things you said is We should do something like this And I was thinking about our podcast I was like for a podcast about parenting We don't have like a just vent Complain segment It's really something missing I think
1: yeah, because we we have those things. Let's be clear. We just
0: and I think sometimes we voice them, but sometimes you just really need permission to, in a full throated way, recognizing the richness of the blessing of life as a parent. Still, just vent a little bit.
1: And even as I was preparing for the segment, like I could kind of feel my whole body tense as I'm thinking <laughs> about these things that really just like get under my skin.
0: So we're gonna do kind of one colossal colossal segment i think with kind of a hat tip for the inspiration to the podcast and we'll link to that episode so that you can hear some of their versions of their parenting woes but we're going to call this parenting peeves maybe we'll return to it in future episodes in a smaller way but it felt like we really probably needed to get some things off our chest
1: yeah it wasn't too hard to come up with stuff i'll be (laughs) honest
0: all right do you want to start then
1: Uh, sure i can start so a recent admission for me, of this being a pet peeve, is going out to a sit-down restaurant with Oliver. So, I, for a long time, was a big proponent of going out to eat with Oliver. And I still am that way when it is a fast food restaurant, or what I call, or the Bromsons call, based off of Disney categories, a quick-serve restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Think you're a Chipotle, you're Panera. I'm willing to still take him here, but I was a big like advocate of taking him to sit down in restaurants, normalizing that he is a part of our lives. We can continue to do what we used to do before, but with our child and it's important for our family to sit down together and have a meal, even out. That's a nice thing we should be able to enjoy. We should Practice him in this discipline so that he can do it when he's older. Discipline. But friends, I have come to realize after a very misfortunate evening at Red's, in which Matt and I fought about this very thing, and we carried on with my with my strategy.
0: No, we didn't. Oh, we I didn't. refused
1: You refuse,
0: and then you got cold pizza. Com-
1: but our compromise was that we were going to pick up the pizza. And then I had to eat cold pizza in the car. It was already cold friends already <laughs> cold and we paid like fifty dollars for it and I was like why 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 are we doing this to ourselves We could have gone to Domino's paid 5.99 for a medium pizza and it would have been probably have been hot still and we would have ate it in the comfort of our own homes so
0: or if we had gone into the restaurant we would have had a squirrely Oliver Here, here's here's my thing any place where you are being waited on is not worth it because you are now at the mercy of the timing of a waiter or waitress and listen this is nothing against them i know they're busy i know they're waiting many tables i don't blame them for this but
1: you're imprisoned
0: i need to be able to call like call the time of death on this restaurant experience yeah. when i need to and i can't be waiting for you to bring a bill
1: yeah and by the time that the food, our food, has even arrived, Oliver has eaten through all of his snacks. And then he just wants to get out and run around. And it's just pure torture.
0: Yep. That's so, a good one.
1: So for the season of our lives, no sit-down restaurants with Oliver.
0: That is a parenting peeve. Yep. That's a good one.
1: Okay. Your turn.
0: Mine is building on very recent developments. Oliver has been having a little bit of trouble... Trouble sleeping is maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but a couple times this week he kind of has started a nap, then gotten up, and then fallen asleep on someone who was there. So it happened to my mom, then he fell asleep on me, then he had a little bit today with you. And my parenting peeve is the fact that now, when he does that, it is both the most precious, you never want this to end, you never want to give this up, it's his kind of warm slightly sweaty body, cozied into your body. And at the same time, you feel all kind of stress and guilt about whether you're messing up his sleeping habits and sleep cycle by making him dependent on you.
1: Yep, man, it's rough.
0: And so having to constantly weigh as a parent what is an acceptable exception to the rule and when you have to toe that line for your sanity at other times, that is a parenting piece of mine.
1: Yeah, it's brutal, and I know there's people who will be like, "Oh, just just cuddle him." Like this is the only time you have, but it it really does mess up his sleep. Like then he does not nap for days. Yeah, and so I that,
0: that's fine. That I mean, I I hear that person, but the condition of them giving that advice is they have to come over the days he's not napping. <laughs> yeah. All right, you got another one.
1: Yeah, so this is also related to sleep, but it's when you're trying to. Get your kid to sleep. Okay. So it's in the the seconds between, like you've gone through this like elongated bedtime routine. It's just stretching out forever because they start to learn how to stall, and that's where Oliver's at. And so one more song, oh, well, yeah. one more song, this, and you're like seconds away from walking out that door, and either you or your partner say the wrong thing. They say the word, the trigger word, whatever it is that day that sets your kid off, and all of a sudden, your precious seconds have become another 10 or 15 minutes.
0: This is feeling directed, but I'm trying to think of if I've done this recently.
1: You did do this just uh, now, which is why I thought of it. But just now? We were seconds away from walking out that door, and you said, Oliver, would you like some water? And he goes, mmm, and he sits back up. <laughs> And then I knew the water was empty, which is why I had put it over on the diaper changing table. And so now he's like, "More. More. There's not enough water in here, you fools." And so I have to go out and get more water. And minutes more go by, and by the time I come back in, he wants another freaking song. <laughs> and so, but I also this was also directed as a peeve at myself because I also this week was seconds away from walking out the door, and then I said, "Oliver, I just want you to know I'm not going to be here when you wake up because I have (laughs) soccer practice and grandma and papa are going to be here. And he goes, stay. (laughs) And then that became a whole thing. (laughs) So, you know, it goes both ways. But, man, it just carves up your heart a little bit when you're so close to the end. <laughs> and then you know you've sunken back
0: you're like you're like mind has already started walking out the door yeah, like, your oh, body's I'm gonna, just there.
1: I'm gonna read my book I'm gonna go do those dishes' I'm gonna feel so good and then he's like stay. <laughs> and you know you've made a huge mistake
0: <laughs> All right I'm gonna take you back on that one but speaking of that stay that whining voice, big parenting peeve whining oh, but. Huh? but here's here's what it is whining in itself is its own kind of awfulness but kids i think they're playing like the long con with whining because at some point and i think Oliver has gotten this he realizes that whining is incredibly effective because no one wants to hear it <laughs> so this is why they want yeah him, because they're 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 realizing, oh, no one wants to hear this, and so this is the most likely way for me to get what I want.
1: This is a fast track. And if I make this
0: (laughs) kind of mewling sound about something. (laughs) Uh, And so then, on the uh, one hand, you're just kind of annoyed because it's like, why are we whining about everything? We don't have to whine. But then you're doubly annoyed because you realize the reason you're whining is because you know I don't like the whining, which then, yes, I want to stop it. I'm not going to just let you whine they're just like totally out foxing you it's incredibly frustrating and yet what are you supposed to do because you don't want the whining to continue
1: i know and because and you know he knows because we'll then ask him oliver we're not going to give that to you if you're whining can you say it another way and then he can totally say it another way he turns off those tears says says it another way He's like well i guess i have to give it to you now but why do we have to go through all yeah,
0: that but m- most of the time i don't have that presence of mind to realize how much i'm being played by a almost (laughs) two-year-old. Someone who has literally one-fifteenth of the life experience that I do is just working me. He's skilled. Oh,
1: Okay, my next one. How are we doing on time? We could go on for a long time. Okay,
0: why don't you close it out? This was your idea, so you close it out with this last one.
1: Okay, well, this I know is a shared one. Oh, good. The biggest pet peeve maybe of all these is Oliver's milk cups. Oh oh my god sippy cups are just i mean i get it They're i don't i don't know how there could be a perfect one
0: it doesn't feel that like why have we not put the best and brightest minds on this but like, it is clear we, we are, don't need to develop more high-tech nuclear weaponry what we need is a freaking milk sippy cup that doesn't leak
1: we are so far away from perfection it's not even funny and we've tried them all but
0: we haven't. We haven't, to be clear. Like, if you have one that you think is the magic bullet, <laughs> send it. Please send still. it to us. Please, TimStake at gmail.com.
1: But just, I mean, the the way my stomach clenches when Oliver, like, drops his milk cup from his high chair and milk oh. splatters across the floor. <laughs> or we're in his room and he just gently knocks it over and somehow there's a milk lava explosion everywhere. On me, on him, on the floor. I just...
0: On I, the brand new book that we just brought home.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I need Literally, happened
0: about t- 10 minutes ago.
1: There's just milk everywhere. I just don't... I don't understand. And I... I just want it to end.
0: <laughs> whoever, whoever made that saying, no crying over spilt milk, I think, like, I understand if you just spill the milk, it's probably not worth crying over. But when it's coming out in like drips and drabs from the straw of a sippy cup there is something that's particularly heartbreaking about it so yeah
1: I, yeah i feel a little bit lighter
0: i don't really feel lighter i feel more
1: more enraged more enraged now <laughs> that was
0: a horrible one to land on but
1: i knew you were. i was surprised you didn't do that first off
0: no oh, i didn't even think about it until now but yeah that is such a oh my goodness seriously it all right. Wow. Let's let's move we need on. To I've got to leave this behind us.
1: Yeah. Something we're, a little more positive.
0: We're going to go to a segment that we call I'm not just a parent. Have I ever talked about the worms on this podcast? I have, for sure, right? I
1: feel like you must have.
0: But I have to return to this because long-time listeners, I think I've talked about the fact that we got some composting worms a little over a year ago. And I just want to share an update that A, they're doing great.
1: There are thousands of them now. Thousands of them.
0: And B, I'm very excited because I feel like I've worked out a bit of a summer rhythm to keep them alive in our hot, hot garage.
1: What, what's the issue with summer and how did we come to this dilemma?
0: Well, the issue with summer is that composting worms really above about 90 degrees they are likely to die. So that's a very clear issue. The winter here is fine. It doesn't get cold enough to really threaten them out in the garage. But the heat is a little much. And then tied in with the temperature is also like the soil drying out. That gets really bad for them. So the goal is to keep it wet and keep it cool. And Rachel's already closing her eyes to fall asleep. But I just want to say, listen, I'm not just a parent. I'm also a compost worm raiser.
1: And so last year there was a moment in which we didn't realize it was getting as hot as it was. And the worms... Well, we did lose a good number of them, I think. Many, many worms and were lost And Matt was that so day. despondent that I agreed to allow the worm bin in our laundry room.
0: Very generous.
1: All summer because we had zero plan. And this summer I said, no more. I do not want the worms to die, but we have to figure out an alternative.
0: So I thought about building a whole kind of enclosure that could be sort of air conditioned for them. I felt like it wasn't going to be quite sustainable. But now I've got this regular maintenance of frozen water bottles and burlap over the top and so far we haven't had any like crazy hot days, but so far so good. I'm not just a parent. I also love compost worms. Yep. All right. That's way better to talk about than sippy cups, at least for me.
1: Yeah, you feel way more energized right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Listeners might disagree. But (laughs) what's your I'm not just a parent.
1: Okay, mine's a two parter, but they go together. Okay. I recently got turned on to a note taking Oh, yeah. I'm a big note taker. I like to keep things organized both for my work, but also for my personal life. I just like to collect a list of things, favorite restaurants, movies to watch, all these things. And someone recommended this app called Notion. It used to cost money, but now it is free for personal use. And they have all these templates of ways you can organize things. And it has been game-changing for me. I used to use, like, multiple note-taking platforms. And this is just, like, them on steroids. It's very, like, professional and just top of the line. And so I have a whole, like, section for my personal stuff. I have a section for... A nonprofit I'm on the board for, and then my work stuff, I open it like 20 times a day, probably. Wow. (laughs) Maybe even more. Like I use it all the time. So I highly recommend if you're looking for a note taking or you like to keep lists of things, it's a great way to consolidate some of that. And then my other thing is that on this note taking app, I have a section called travel plans, and I put anytime we go somewhere, like our trip planning details. And then when my parents came, I had a section in there for their visit. Because what we've just started doing with my parents is having an itinerary of sorts. So before they come, we send them a bunch of options and then that fills out like our schedule for when they're here. And it has been really helpful for me. I recognize this is not for everyone, but we're also, I would say, at least my family in particular is prone to indecisiveness. And so there would be times we just like didn't know what to do with ourselves. And in this case, it's like, We've all made our decisions, and it's just been it has been a very helpful thing. This is, I
0: think, a bit of an update, because I'm pretty sure we talked about the first time we did this uh, on the podcast.
1: Oh, did we? I'm
0: pretty sure. And so now it's a nice little revisit it to really say we did again. it again, and it worked again. So it wasn't a one-time fluke.
1: Yeah. So I'd be curious when, if we have other guests, if it works, but I think it could be very helpful. And again, it's not to say it's like a rigid schedule, but it just gives some like i think mutually agreed upon decisions made without having to decide in the moment
0: how much was this inspired by listener of the show sometimes writer into the show luke white because i remember we're talking to him and he and brianna did something like very much like this for a visit do you remember that
1: Maybe, maybe it did come from them. I don't remember where it came from exactly. I feel like maybe
0: that might have been kicking around in your head when you we tried this. I'm
1: happy to give credit to Luke. Yeah, a
0: little shout out. So, yeah, it worked well. It worked well.
1: And all taken notes of in Notion.
0: <laughs> Very good. Well, Rachel, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Last week, I had a moment to shine. I did, oh, I did okay. But really, you're back and you've elevated the show to what it can and should be so thank you
1: thank you it's nice to feel
0: appreciated <laughs> all right
1: till next time i'm matt i'm rachel and
0: that is your tin steak.